Now we're in a transition a little bit. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Time now to do a little transition, but we have a lot of people to thank because this was a fun show today. A lot of newsy stuff. The White Sox had serious talks about locating a spot in the South Loop for potential stadium site. That was fun. Thank you to our guests, Casey Johnson, Nick Costos, Mark Gannis, who was terrific, Brad Biggs. And if you missed our conversation with Brad Biggs or anybody from earlier in the show, you can use the rewind feature. Go back and listen. Download the Odyssey app, search 670 to score, and tap earlier today to get started. I'd like to thank everyone also for all the calls and all the texts. And most of all, thank you for listening on this Thursday, January 18th. And thank you to our executive producer, Dustin Rhodes. I don't care <laughs> that Caleb Williams paints his nails. It's what Caleb Williams paints on his nails that bothers me. Just save that tape, please. I'm so glad we got that cleared up. That was a very clear distinction he was making there. Dan looks befuddled. What does he paint on his nails? Eh, it was a profane message to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Thank you to Brandon Fryer for bringing that one back. Cubs, at this point, have to be penciled in to Craig Council's opening day lineup if they had to play a game this weekend. Two of the five. Who? No? What do you mean? Who? PCA is not going to play if the Cubs had. No, who's playing center field? Talkman. Give me a break. <laughs> wow, how quickly we forget. Mm. See? The Palatine Pounder, right? He saved yeah. your season in yes. St. Louis. He saved your season. He's not to be. He just signed, too. He's settled, avoided arbitration. He would be your center fielder if they don't sign Cody Bellinger. But that's a hypothetical. All right, night time now. Lawrence is back. Yay. Lawrence Holmes, the great Lawrence Holmes, joins us now. And Dan Bernstein. Bernstein and Holmes. No, so, no sound effects. Ah. It's all right. I, get to... I mean, that's actually a good thing, I think, for I you. I know. I'm going to pass for it. It's good. That's I think, I think that that's, yeah, that's you're progress. moving in the right Getting direction. There. Getting so, there, damn it. Big day today. Or is it? Do you think we're making too much about the White Sox uh, possibility? I, I just laugh every time I hear serious talks. Because I always think, what's what's the alternative? Silly talks? <laughs> like guys well, in giant pants and the, spraying the seltzer at each other. Leverage talks. The Oversized o- shoes. The other, the other side of this is Jerry Reinsdorf meets with Nashville Mayor, which was nonsensical talks, which is, you know. A, or was it? Well, I think it was. I, I don't think that that was. I don't think that they were seriously going to go to Nashville. I think that there's a possibility of them building in the South Loop. I can. I'll just say this now: There's nothing wrong with the ballpark that they're already at. But if they want to build something, I think the fans and I was lucky enough in college to play on a parcel of land at the corner of Roosevelt and Halstead, and that view of downtown is spectacular. And if you play at the Granderson Fields. You can see that view of downtown. Dan it's has basically called that the best view best, of any ballpark. Best baseball seat in yeah. the city yep. is I behind the plate at Granderson. We're talking about that because you'd be getting that yeah. at Roosevelt and Clark. You'd be getting that if they were able to replicate the kind of thing you have at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. I do wonder if they have enough space, and I know that that's something that Gannis talked a little bit about to mm-hmm. the Sun-Times, that they, they'd be fine. I also think that there are already some, like, really 
bizarre ways to sell it. Like, oh, well, you could just go up on a water taxi. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's that's a, a way to, to stop the gridlock. But it's a really interesting place. That neighborhood is fascinating. All the things that, that have grown over there. You can see the potential there. Absolutely. I'd, I'd love for there to be an environmental study before we go any further, too, because I wonder if there are things over there. Well, you but, learned that in the city, and I know they learned that with Kerry Woodfield when uh-huh. they built that. They're like, oh, wait a second. We've got some backfilling to do and yep. some issues here. And the most important part to Dan and I, and I would imagine a big portion of our listeners, I don't want to pay for it. Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, that that's a non-starter. If it's, I, yeah, if it's private yeah. money, do whatever you right. want. I, I think that when they talk about private-public partnership, you wonder what that really means or implies. If that means legal like easements on certain things or tax breaks, that's different than actual cash coming that out of my different. pocket to pay for your that building is, to enrich you. That is different, and I think it's also uh, requires some political savvy and some nuance and experience. And I, we'll see if they have... All of that, and they're able to do that if this proceeds. But I do think it's more than just a headline that's clickbait because it's an idea somebody wanted to float. I do think it's been, based on people you just hear from already this morning, they're further down the road than that. They're not. It's not just, well, let's float this and see what it, what it brings. It's like, well, this is something that if things fall into place, we can envision it happening if some of these other things are able to be taken care of. And you guys, I think, would agree. You look around the U.S., and and stadiums aren't being built in the way that they used to in terms of public funding. More municipalities, more governments that are struggling with their budgets, more people are voting. You're not getting... Except in Las Vegas, where they all they all cried out against it, and then Caval came in and gave everybody campaign contributions, it, and now they're all on board. Vegas is a little bit... I, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I just don't think it's the same as it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where you're going to be able to rationalize or justify or even ask for the public spending portion of any I, building project. I don't know. Like when when Mayor Johnson was elected, I was very excited about the idea that part of his platform didn't seem to make a lot of room for there to be public money spent on private projects. But the more that I see him spending time with Kevin Warren mm-hmm. and the more that I start to see, oh, well, maybe there is something that could be retrofitted to Soldier Field. And now this, like as a citizen of Chicago, I'm concerned that they're going to have their hands in my pocket. And I thought that that really wasn't a platform with which the, the latest mayor was going to be rolling it, with. It wasn't something that came up during the before the election. But you're right, David. I do think that the truth of some of these economic impact studies has come out where they're basically public relations pieces. Yes. And some really smart people have done an outstanding job debunking all. Well, look what it's going to mean. And this, I, some of this started in with the Atlanta Braves boondoggle. And, and mm. Craig Calcaterra has been all over it. He and others have actually chronicled what the economic impact has been. And it's never the battery. It's never anywhere near what they say right. it's going to be as well, far as your tax base and everything else. Economic impact is, is fuzzy math. It's all it, it, it is. It's the yes. fuzziest of That's math. That's all it is. And you can find guys like Alan Sanderson at University of Chicago who can point that out. You can find other people who will, you know, poke holes in any argument because of that. But I do think you mentioned Atlanta. 
that is, as we talked to Mark Gannis at 9 o'clock, go get your rewind function. He said that would be what they're trying to copy in the South Loop. That kind of yeah, mixed-use facility and area where there's hotels and restaurants. And, and I know it's already seeming very crowded there. Yes. But I do think that when you look at the development of that area, you could see, as it has been referred to, why people are referring to it as the most underdeveloped parcel of land in the city. Yes, there's still space over there. Like Even if, if you were to take Ogden or Archer, you can see that there's a little bit of space that's still over there to be developed. And there's transportation. There's, there, there's a lot right of, of infrastructure. The elves right there. The stop is right there. I drove by it this morning on my way in just because I wanted to kind of just see mm-hmm. how quickly it was to here or there, or from Soldier Field to there. And I think uh, Mark Gannis talked about a light rail system that could potentially the museum campus and the South Loop site of the, I mean, I mean that would that would be great but again like that then becomes a bigger project and it does Lawrence. get your hand out I, of my pocket I, I don't, yeah, I, it took them three years to get the people mover at o'hare working and, again and and and, <laughs> and 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 david they have been as someone who grew up in roseland i've been hearing about the red line extension since i was a child and now we're finally getting to the planning stage of the red line being extended to the the southern edge of the city. So, I mean, this city I get for that. a long time I respect has that. promised a lot of stuff, and it's taken decades to even get on the drawing These board. kind of projects are the easiest ones to question and to be skeptical, skeptical about. I, I do find it interesting, though, that a guy like Gannis, who uh, I think has still a, he has some idealism in him, and I think when he talks about when was the last time that uh, a mayor of Chicago looked at something like a project, like what this would be, uh, legacy type stuff, like uh, you, you, the Mayor Daly and and other things that you, you look at building and having it last for a lot longer than they will be here. You know that that's the kind of thing you. It's ambitious, may not be realistic, but it is fun to talk about. All I want to know is who's paying for it. And and if you tell me that, that Jerry's got a cabal of people that are going to help him pay for it, I love the idea. I love the idea of there <laughs> I, being something. I love the pejorative use of the word cabal instead of, which has like this sinister feeling. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying instead <laughs> did I, of. Did I use it incorrectly? Not necessarily. It's just that that was a very pointed choice of words instead of an, an, a group of investors. Instead, it's these, you know, mustache twirling <laughs> villains. Okay, Lawrence. Yes. Yes. If take their land. If it's privately funded. If bring it on. They build a stadium in the South Loop, which is easily accessible for you, Chicago guy, forever. If they put a ballpark there and the White Sox go there, are facing you, downtown. Are you back? Are you back? I mean, by the time they get that thing built, <laughs> my my rule is very simple on being back. I I I'll be back when Jerry's no longer the owner of the White Sox. Fair enough. So if that by the time that they get that thing built, I as as just someone who lives in the city, I would love to see what it looks like. It, it would be in a perfect. White Sox fans have always said, the, "Can we just take the stadium and rotate it ninety degrees?" So you have the PNC like downtown look. 
that would be fantastic. I'm skeptical because I am someone who lives and grew up in the city. And you see some of this stuff and you and you still wonder, like, while we're talking about the idea of building the 78, which is an, an up and coming neighborhood. Are we still doing enough for areas on the far south side and on the west side, which were promises that were made by not just this mayor, but mayors before him? Oh, it's a matter of priority. You're right. And those are things that are not being prioritized. This would take a place of a lot of things. A lot of. Uh-huh. A lot of, uh, and I and capital. I would I would not be in favor of that. I mean, from from a, a baseball and like a fan perspective, I think it would be great. I also go back to my previous statement. There's nothing wrong with the ballpark that they have. It's not breaking down. It's a fun place to go. They have everything that you need. It's actually a lot easier to get there than people make. You want to talk about accessibility as far as as far as uh, transportation goes? The Green Line lets you off right there. At 35th Street. The red line is two blocks away from the green line. There, there's, there's, it's one block away. It's very easy to get to 35th and Shields if you don't want to make excuses. Who plays in a new stadium first, the Bears or the Sox? Well, I mean, the Bears going out by you. <laughs> They're not going to Indiana. You sure? I, mean, I the, don't know. I, I mean, the people, the lawmakers are making it easy. It sounds like a They're Waukegan running out of places threat, to go. Planet Park. Planet Park. One of the first assignments I had covering the Bears was at Old Hallis Hall. They're telling us ago. about Gary, Indiana yeah. and Planet Park. And at the press conference, we're all just like, no. <laughs> I mean, no. it wasn't even, it was hilarious. They had like this little styrofoam diorama. It, no. just, it just looked, and everybody, the, the news people, the serious news people were there. And all looking at each other like, this isn't real, is it? This is, okay, no. great. Yeah, thanks, Why? Michael. Because no. Right, because no, this is not happening. What do you guys got going today? Uh, we're going to talk about this uh, the stadium thing and what it would mean, because it's, it's a lot better than talking about the actual White Sox. So it's a nice little distraction. Although we are actually going to talk yes, about the will. White Sox today. Yes, uh, they yes. are. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. We will, Lord. We're going to be Royals. Uh, Jalen Johnson had a lot to say mm-hmm. on the podcast. We'll bring some of that back. We'll talk about the possibility of a Zach Levine trade, where that stands. Brian Geltseiler will give us a full NBA reset at 11. Geltsy! High noon, 11.40. Matt Bowen at noon. Jason Leisure at 1. And uh, Lawrence is actually here in the flesh. All right. Welcome back. Have a great show.